to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 349 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your randomness, technology and life fix for this week. And of course, we are an award-nominated podcast. I think we're allowed to say that. I'm not too sure what's going on there. Yeah. The New Zealand uh, Podcast Awards. I think it's NewZealandPodcastAwards.com. Uh, you can check that out. I didn't manage to figure out what category we'd been nominated under. Um, or who nominated us and who may be making more work for us in the future. <laughs> not that we are um, upset about that at all, are we, Sam? Uh- no, not at all. We'll see how this goes. Actually, it could be interesting. Yeah, because well, because Sam does all the work, so I'm not I'm not concerned in the slightest. <laughs> uh, I know. And and normally I try and have a buffer so I've got enough time to edit stuff. But on Thursday, when we wanted to record, this electrician came around and yeah. he was putting in an extractor fan into the bathroom, and it sounded like he was ripping one of the walls out and drilling so much. It was so loud. Yeah. So Sam. Um, keeps- uh, messaging me because we were supposed to do the podcast. He goes, oh, no, Tristan just turned up. I'll, I'll get back to you. Oh, no, he's now making so much noise it sounds like he's ripping a wall out. And I replied saying, I think he might be putting the hidden cameras in. <laughs> I, we, we, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Watch me brush my teeth. Oh, um, God. The only other thing that happened this week is uh, I, I turned up to work last night. I finished work and I turned up to the car park and – uh, I start in the afternoon and I finish late at night and I had to park right at the end of the car park because there was nowhere else to park, which was fine. But when I turned up, there was a, a van next to my car, this huge two-story blow-up inflatable thing. And there was these guys in high-vis. And when I pulled up to take the stuff out of my work van to put in my car, they came up and they're like, hey. And I was like, hey, I'm just putting my stuff in my car. I said, what are you guys up to? And they're like, oh, come have a look. So they made me walk around the front of this giant blow-up thing, and it was a drive-in movie theater. Oh. And Pulp Fiction, uh, Samuel L. Jackson was staring back at me. Oh, because I um I heard that that was on in Hamilton. It was on the news last night. It was on oh, the see, no, I didn't, hear, I didn't hear it. So it's on but, again tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said it was all weekend. Um, it's at the car but museum. I didn't know where it was. Oh, at the car museum. museum. Yeah, because yeah, I, I wasn't paying attention. I was cooking, and uh, it was on in the background. I sort I of can't remember it. what they said tonight's movie was. They're like, "You should come tomorrow," and I was like, "No, I'm working." I think it may be Jaws, but I'm not sure on that. Yeah, one. they did say on the project last night, but I couldn't remember. I, I, I wasn't really paying attention, but. No, I, but they were. But they when were they said cool. it, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. I'd like to know where that was." Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were pretty cool, and then um, they were like, "Oh my god, the film's finishing. We have to go." And then they ran off. Um, so yeah, cool. That's what cool. have you been up to this week? Uh, very, very little. I did. Uh, I, I had to get up early for a container. I had to get up at three twenty. Oh my god! Work before uh, bet- four. Um, oh, that was a bit new for the old body. Um, how long did you have to stay there for, though? Like, what time did you finish that? I, I like- finished about two. In the oh afternoon. wow! Um, so yeah, it was a long day. I had a meeting at two thirty to three thirty, and then I had a bit of a snooze because I had Dungeons and Dragons got moved to Wednesday, so that was a long. Sounds day. like a long, long day. Yeah, but it's all right. It was all good. And then Thursday morning, of course, we had our podcast uh, scheduled to go. I know, I know. And you had issues with that. <clears throat> That's right, because you had an electrician there. Didn't we just talk about that? In the first recording, yes. 
I can't remember it. Yeah. No, I'm sure we just talked about it now. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway. Now I'm confused. No, we did just talk about it because I was saying I like to have a gap to sort it out, the podcast normally. Okay. Cool, cool. I don't know. All right. I'll find out later when I edit this. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> We've confused ourselves because of technical issues. Anyway. Um, all Welcome right, so along to the podcast, everyone. I'm going to catch up on a couple of old stories that I put okay, in go. ages ago to get through. Uh, it cracked me up that Rome is fed up with rampaging wild pigs. Uh, it's new boar war. The mayor of Rome is suing the regional government over the massive and uncontrolled presence of wild boar in the city's urban areas. Whoa. The wild pigs have been exhibiting some frankly boorish behavior of late with six of them surrounding a woman uh-huh. out, outside a supermarket and stealing her shopping. Whoa. Like, that's pretty bad. Um, they, they've they reportedly caused some 10,000 car crashes a year. Uh, really? um, and they're that's picking out on trash. Uh, farmers, uh, telling farmers to protest it against the boar plague. And even even suggested deploying the army to control the situation. So um, I do have a link to the thing there, and there's a bit of um, uh, video footage on that story in the game. I know I know that problematic, like in the Midwest, and there was like a, um, a true crime story about some people that were like herding up those boars because you can buy. Uh, I think they were at field days too. There's uh, like wild boar traps. They go into a big pen, but they can't get out. And then you get free meat. Well, I don't know. I just thought that wouldn't be a hard problem to quickly take care of. You wouldn't have thought so, eh? But I wonder if the urban area causes a bit of problems and they, I don't know. I have no idea. It, it just it just surprised me. Um, I've got another semi-animal uh, uh, one here too. Yes, let's it's go. An old, it's an old one. I don't know if you saw the video, but the video is worth watching and we'll have a link to it. But um, an Australian sheep farmer um, basically couldn't go to his uh, auntie's um, funeral oh. because, you know, because of lockdowns and stuff. Yeah. Um, so his tribute was a, a video. And so he basically did a got a drone up in the air let out the sheep for the morning feed, and yeah. he'd put grain in a huge shape of a heart, and you see all these oh, sheep that make- pixels run in, and then they they make this heart shape. It was pretty cool. That makes um, sense because I've just seen the thumbnail for it, and I was like, I thought you were going to tell me he herded the sheep into that shape, and I was like, how did he do that? Yeah, I was going to uh, say, I, I I I think I did exactly the same when I first saw it. It was like, how did he do that? But no, he, he put grain in it. It's, it's quite good to watch. It was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, it just shows that you just couldn't have done this 20 years ago because there were no drones to take the footage. You know what I mean? It just wouldn't have worked. There was no yes. way to share it properly 20 years ago, really, either. No. So, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Talking about about tw- roughly 20 years ago, the world's o- oldest active torrent uh, just turned 18. Oldest active torrent. So what, what are they? Uh, it's got to be porn, right? No, no, <laughs> it's not. It's in New Zealand made homemade video called the Fanimatrix, uh, which some friends shot and they spent $800 of it. Uh, nearly half of their budget was just on the leather jacket and they shot it in nine days. Oh, the fan of the Matrix. like It's called Fanimatrix. Yeah, uh, fans it's, it's, of the Ma- they made their yeah. own version of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, uh, the, they couldn't host it on a private server. So back in the day, bandwidth was super expensive, especially in New Zealand. So they, um, yeah, found BitTorrent and uploaded it there, and it's still there. I've never seen this thing. 
Oh, we might have to check that out. Actually, we we haven't watched a um a movie um together for a bit. I've still got no. Samurai Cop here sitting to ready to to go through. Okay, Samurai Cop sounds like it. We might have going. to do that. We were talking um before we started recording that we might actually do a live recording other yeah. than on Zoom next week. So if you've got the time, maybe we'll watch Samurai Cop and then do the podcast straight after. Sounds good. Yeah. You'll like this one. Uh, I, I read this this morning. So, uh, you know, other people probably have already seen this. So Waipar District Council has a Zoom meeting that's gone viral. Have you heard about this? No. <laughs> so uh, this was from 2020 in April. And on the screenshot, Jason Dawson's there, friend of the podcast. Yes. Um, yes. And all these councillors are on there. And for whatever reason, they uploaded this to YouTube. But more than 300,000 people from around the world have watched this Waipar District Council Zoom meeting. And the reason Why? it's viral. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> uh, that, that, yeah, that's the question. People in Waipar haven't watched that movie. <laughs> yeah. So people just have it turned on. So it looks like they're in a Zoom meeting. So their family doesn't annoy them. I'm in the work Zoom meeting right now. As you can see, don't talk to me. Oh, that's hilarious. And some people are finding it quite relaxing and just having it in the background. So some people have watched it multiple times. Uh, good that's, on them. That's mental. <laughs> I assu- yeah, I assume people are watching all sorts of Zoom meetings. I never thought about it, but uh, that's good. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I, that, that makes a, that's a good reason to, to make it look like you're doing something. That's um, right. I, I'll tell you about something something new. Um, well, it's new to me anyway. Yes. Um, it's coming up in the States. It's starting to happen now. Mm. Um, you better brace for hurricane betting. So forget hurricane wagering what? on betting on hurricanes. Oh, yeah. Forget wagering yeah, oh, on oh, sports. How what? about its sinister cousin, hurricane betting on cities, oh. uh, on sites, sorry, such as Weather Risk Solutions, traders <laughs> can buy and sell hurricane risk landfall options, hurlos, mm. and place bets on where storms will make landfall on the America's Atlantic and Gulf Coast. Even mainstream organizations like Sports Insider are getting in on the act, further promoting the idea that predicting where disaster will strike is a money-making scheme. Only in America. Like sport, hurricane betting is less about plain luck and more about spending hours tracking complicated weather patterns and statistics. Oh, my gosh. Nevertheless, as hurricanes continue to increase in power and frequency due to climate change, the forecast for turning high winds and heavy rain into cash looks promising. If you bet on your own vulnerable area, hurlows can also be a disaster insurance policy. And I got oh, uh, yeah, true. some links there for uh, us to anyone interested in this upcoming sport. Because, hey, look, it's still it's very statistical and it's quite in-depth, but it's probably easier to understand than cricket. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, there's another story. I think it's as oh. we're recording this, like right now, it's on the front page of the Stuff website. And um, it just, I don't know, I... Uh, maybe I'm being a bit skeptic here, but it all sounds suspect as right. So some people robbed some rich guy's house, and uh, where whereabouts are we talking? Uh, Auckland, Auckland. Okay, yep. So the Weekend Herald is revealing this. Sorry, on the Herald website, not stuff. And he, in his only interview, this guy that manages a quarry transporting service said his home was robbed, and they took an extraordinary haul. Now he says that the robbers will not know. What's in the safe? But in this story, he starts talking about every single thing that's in the safe. So, and it's his only interview. Like, why? Who cares? 
anyway, it was carried out with surgical precision. Apparently they knew where the one camera was and they disarmed some sort of system and they ripped out the safe. And so people have done their homework and blah, blah, blah. So he says, but they don't realize what's in it. But, you know, it's good because I want to give $10,000 reward if I get the safe back. Inside it is a Rolex and tag her watches, diamond jewelry, family heirlooms, but they won't have any idea what's in the safe. <laughs> but, the hell? but if they get into the safe, they're going to find that there's a USB stick with cryptocurrency on it with $4 million, but they won't know what they've got in the safe. So anyway, it's just really weird because he keeps going on about how they won't know what's in the safe. Because of course they can't read. Oh my God. But then he's saying, oh, they might be able to go somewhere and, you know, do something with this crypto. So I don't know if this is some weird elaborate uh, insurance scam because that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway. You can't do anything with the crypto, right? No, you can. No, you can because if he's got the wallet id on the usb thing and it's not encrypted like it's just the string yeah they've got the money oh damn it's well worth their while to open that safe and figure out what to do if there's four million worth of crypto because i gotta say if i was if i if i had um cryptocurrency and i had it on a um in a usb stick i would definitely have the password or that string on my key pass you have yeah, to break into that as well. <laughs> well, uh, you wouldn't have it on a normal USB stick. You'd have it on I'm a secure shut some one. Doors because the neighbours just started the lawnmower. Is that uh, quieter? Didn't even couldn't even hear it to begin with. Oh, okay, that's good. But maybe in the recording we could. Sir Clive Sinclair died this week. Yeah, yeah buddy. I saw that. It's pretty sad. I, I I had I've talked about my ZX Spectrum so many yeah. times on this thing already, and I had, when I moved, I was looking for my ZX Spectrum Plus, which I thought I still had in a box somewhere and i think I've, i may have lost it i thought somewhere. you had it somewhere i remember vaguely i don't know well i don't know where it is now i thought no. he was way older he was only 81 yeah and um i don't know do you remember like this is probably more for you than me but him trying to sell his electric little vehicle it's in oh that- yeah yeah absolutely i wanted one of those things i, oh, I don't was, remember at all like, it was the front but- cover of um spectrum magazine that that actual picture you're sharing there uh, yeah, was, I think that was the cover photo for the magazine. I bought one year. Um, yeah, um, he also invented a pocket TV, which yeah. is at the bottom of that story. Um, but he didn't make any personal use of his own inventions, and because he was one of the main guys that came up with a pocket calculator as well. Yeah, yeah. No, he was a he was a clever dude, and um, it definitely had a, he had a, made a big impact in bringing com- personal computers to reality. Honestly. And he was a really big poker player. I did not know that. <laughs> he, he appeared on three seasons of late night poker television series and won the series final of Celebrity Poker Club spinoff. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. Speaking of old dudes, this guy's yeah. actually older. You okay. see Durst got convicted of the murder of Susan Berman. Yeah. The, I, so I knew, who, I knew who Durst was because he's the guy from that documentary. The that, Jinx. Yeah, yeah, the jinx, which blurted out at the end while on. But I couldn't figure uh, figure out who was who. I had to sort of read the story. Yeah, no, um, I think Susan Berman was the sec. So Susan Berman found out about him and his 
him killing his wife. Yes. They were good friends. I don't think they were romantically attached. I think they were good friends. Yeah. And she figured it out or found out something or found some evidence. And she spoke to, I want to say she spoke to the FBI. This is all memory from the jinx, Yeah, um, which is three years ago I watched it. She went to... um, she went to go to the FBI, she made an appointment, and she disappeared never to be seen again. And oh. that's who they reckon uh, they've got evidence of him. That's who he's convicted of killing now. So he was a billionaire who killed some people and thought he could get away with it. Then he did a documentary, and at the very end of the documentary, went into the bathroom to wash his hands, still mic'd up, and they heard him go, oh, my God, what have you done? What have you done? Well, you know what you did. You killed them uh, or something like <laughs> yeah. that. And that was the end of the day. Definitely worth watching that doco, by the way. The Jinx is four-part series or six-part series or something like that. Yeah, definitely worth watching. It'll be around somewhere. The Mad Max cars are up for auction if you want to buy one from the... Uh, yeah, no, I have trouble enough with my car, but yeah, no, that would be pretty cool. Though. You could buy I the could... War Rig or you can buy one of the um, War Boys vehicles or you can buy the Doof machine, which is the big one with the speakers. Guitar. You can hang yeah. from it. Imagine just having that parked up. You, you you just have to put it in every parade in your location. Like if you if you bought that and you lived in Hamilton, you'd be going to every parade for every town. Oh, you'd be, yeah, yeah. Miles. Also, like, do you know what they did? It's they've done one dollar reserve on all of them. Oh, really? There's oh, no okay. um, no minimum bid, no, no listed minimum. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, did you see that um, the Rolling Stones did the top five hundred songs of all time? And hang on, hang on. You froze for a, who, who did that? You froze for a second. Oh, sorry. The Ro- Rolling Stones did their top 500 songs of all time. Oh, okay. Um, yep. And it's an updated list. I think they did it <clears throat> 10 years ago or something like that. Um, it's in the story. But the big, oh. big news was Lord made number 30 for um, Royals. Right? Oh, okay. Which was pretty cool. And that's, you know, that, that's good. And I think Royals is a great song. And I've got no problem with that at all. So, I know you. everybody's really interested in what made it and what didn't. So mm, I went through course. the f- entire 500 uh, of those songs, um, looking for things that, that mattered. I didn't write down. Duran Duran uh, had one in there around the 360 marks, 370 mark, I think it was. Yeah. But I thought, I wonder how many ACDC films made, uh, songs made it. Yeah. ACDC, You Shook Me All Night Long, made number 287 and that was the only acdc song in there i was pretty disappointed i thought hell's bells would be or or back in black would be way better than um that anyway yep uh beat it michael jackson was 185 sweet child of mine guns and roses was 88 rolling in the deep by adele was 82 yeah billy these are just things that took my eye billy jean michael jackson was 44 once in a Lifetime, Talking oh, Heads, 28. And yeah. Runaway, Kanye West was 25. I only put that in because I hate Kanye West. I don't know what Runaway is. And I think, obviously, they've screwed it all up. Um, but we have got a link. I've got a link there to all of the 500 if you want to go around and see where your guys went. But apparently, a lot of people were, like, really upset because, um, you know, some of the classic older ones would drop down. Obviously, all the way through here, you've got the Beatles and you've got, you know, um, I think Otis Redding or, you know, all the yeah, yeah. big old ones are in there as well still, um, which is fair enough. But I, don't, I still don't understand how you can put Kanye West in the top 
200 really but oh yeah i just read some of the comments here there's uh some interesting people uh yeah so they were confused that um uh lord outranked Jimi hendrix pink floyd led zeppelin uh and things like that but no i I think that was a pretty epic song that royals to be honest but yeah yeah i mean it's all subjective they put whatever they want it totally is you cannot win doing a a thing like that but what you do is you get people to to argue about it and makes uh your rolling stones much more popular not at all um Okay, yeah. you've got. I think you've got more stuff on this list than me. So I uh, thought I would mention the New York State NYC bike delivery militia, New York City bike yeah. delivery militia. So I'm going to read okay. this out. A rider is nothing without a bike. That's in part why, after repeated thefts from delivery riders crossing New York's Willis Avenue Bridge over the Harlem River, victims form their own protection force. Nice. They owe much of that safety to Latin American immigrants who organized riders and even started online news sites for comrades. A um, pandemic lifeline, the Big Apple's 65,000 delivery people. Yeah. So there's 65,000 people doing deliveries on bikes in New York City. Yeah, next level. Are facing muggers and performance pressure from phantom bosses. And phantom bosses, they mean the apps because the apps are saying you've got to oh, hurry up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So delivery apps that punish delays but don't pay for stolen bikes. Or stitching up knife wounds because they oh, keep getting gosh. stabbed. Oh, not the stabbies. Um, and while banding together protects them, thefts of their expensive electric bikes continue to rise. Uh, but authorities are doing bugger all about it. So they've got these, <laughs> these gangs now, bicycle gangs, um, going around and uh, trying to out-intimidate the muggers. Um, but, yeah, I, I just thought it's just insane. I didn't, I didn't think um, – yeah, I didn't – I never thought about it, but uh, I think there's a documentary about those guys, the bike delivery guys from a few years ago. That's yeah, really good because those guys are real intense. And they, but I didn't realize that a lot of them would probably upgrade to electric bikes. Yeah. So what makes that interesting is I know I've seen it on TV anyway. Um, when they had the old 10 speeds, they would jump off and they'd run up the stairs carrying their 10 speed with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's you right. can't that's... do that with an electric bike, it's too heavy. No. So you leave that outside and come back and it's gone. That's oh, what I'm well, assuming. They just need to get fitter. Yeah. Because <laughs> there'll be old school guys there that are just still like going hard and they'll be like, oh, no. It can't be part. a long-term role. Like it must screw you up physically after a while. That Maybe. Goal. I'm not sure. But just um, dealing just dealing with like the traffic and getting run um, over half the, the time. The guy I was a squat mate, flatmate in a squat in um, London he um, he delivered on – he was a motorcycle courier in London. Yeah. And that has a low life expectancy, a uh, short bet. life expectancy. People um, die on that. Um, the longevity of that job is usually two years. Wow. You haven't made enough money and got out by then. Then the clock's ticking and you're going to cark it. Um, he had some pretty horrific, hairy accidents. But then he used to have a tab of acid every day before he went to work. So that probably oh, right. didn't help. Um, that probably didn't help. <laughs> Hey, what's uh, the iShoot experience? Oh, oh yeah. What um, is it? So uh, what's that called? C- Capterra. You know Capterra? They do reviews online for um, yes. products. Yeah. Yes, yeah, right. So yeah. Capterra emailed me and they said, hey, we'll pay you $35 to, I think it was 35 something like that, to do a, um, a, a video review. a video review. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, okay. They, they no, used to. 
yeah, that, that was the crowd that I made quite a bit of money from, but then they stopped sending me links because I think they worked out I was scamming the system. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I did that as well with you because you put me onto that and I did that as well. Anyway, that's, right. that's probably how they got my email address. So they emailed me and said, do you want to do this thing? So I was all right, okay, I'll do this. So I, I clicked the link and it's like a booking thing. And okay. US sort of time. So I ended up booking a time. I think it must have been quite early in the morning. Yeah. Not early, early, but like nine o'clock or something uh, on my day off. And so I booked that in. And they said, have a phone ready. Make sure you've got a cell phone and it's charged up. And okay. I didn't click that that's how they're filming the video. I thought they're going to use my camera. And obviously, I've got quite a nice setup with my camera and yeah, yeah. background and all the rest of it. So the company that's doing the videoing is called iShoot. And I thought this was really interesting. So what what they do is they, they, they've slotted a, a half-hour appointment. Okay. And they're going to ask me some questions, and I'm going to talk to the camera and answer those questions. Yeah. And they're going to pay me 35 And then about an hour or two hours beforehand, they send me a link, uh, another email reminding me and saying, as a bonus, if you get it all done within the um, 10, uh, 30 minutes, we'll yeah. get an extra 10 bucks. What? That's good. Right. Yeah, we got this. So I, I spent some time getting my camera right, actually, because I grabbed that other camera off you and I put that one on because I knew yeah. you couldn't use a green screen because they had this Google Meeting Oh, uh, link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, Google Meet can't use a green screen. So I, I put the other camera on the other side and, and worked it all out. Anyway, um, they turn up and the guy's on Google Meet. Uh, his name was Chris as well. And he says, right, so what we're going to do is we're going to use your cell phone. We're going to use your cell phone camera. I'm like, oh, okay. So um, you <laughs> download the iShoot um, Direct um, app. Yeah. And they basically, you know, allow everything and they take control of the camera. And then you have to set it up. Luckily, I had, I've got a little a know, holder thing. Yeah. Holder and, and, and whatever. And so I set that up. And then, um, yeah, I'm just talking to the camera and it's sending it straight back to them. Uh, it took a little trouble. It had a little trouble with the Meizu. Um, so the app didn't work. We ended up using uh, Chrome on the phone uh, right. and did it that way. Um, I think it might have been because I had my my cheap watch um, app open Oh, because I'd been downloading my steps or whatever, and I think that might have screwed it up. I don't know, but I thought about that say, afterwards. Hard to say. But, yeah, so um, but it's an interesting job. So this guy's job is every half hour, I assume, he has a – a meeting and he says right this is going to be real quick the hardest thing is going to be setting it up so you've got your app here, yeah. you've got your phone here you know download the app to go through this it was pretty simple um and we definitely got it done within 30 minutes got it done about nice so uh, i haven't heard back and i haven't got any money from them, but uh, oh, no. it was interesting it, it was it was a it was an intriguing way to do it and i guess that's because so many variation on webcams but yeah. smartphone cams are better quality on generally and people have smartphone you know more people yeah. have a smartphone so i guess the the random people that they're trying to contact uh works out better for them yeah hey i want to talk about something crazy <laughs> yeah that i came across um so i, I do follow this a uh, couple of anti-mlm people um it's a thing on youtube and um they started talking about boo which stands for Black Oxygen Organics. Oh, sounds great. Have you heard of Black Oxygen Organics? No, I think I want no. some, though. 
I think you do because basically what it is is it's dirt. Yes. And um and you drink it. <laughs> yes, it's oh that's the best, isn't it? <laughs> and and then you I I went through and I started looking at some of this stuff and uh it says, you know. Uh, can make you sick, so don't drink too much at first. Maybe start off just put, slime some on your on your feet or on your face first, so your your body gets used to the dirt. And then oh my maybe God. an eighth of a teaspoon, you can put it in some water, mix it up, and and drink it. It's amazing. I bet they're pretty making millions. Solves, oh yeah, pr- pretty much saves everything. It, it's the oh my God, it was. But so like bad. we've we've said in the past, if you don't have a conscience and you can just lie to people. Literally you could sell anything to anyone because you can reach all the dumb people so much easier. Like absolutely, I'm looking outside and I've got some magical plant that I could mash up into some sort of pulp. Oh yeah. yeah. All you need to do is create a, a good enough story. Um, oh yeah. So it's got a story. So I, I'll get you Sam to put that YouTube link in the show notes and that's the YouTube to um, the, the channel's name is the Antibot. So she does mm. a, a bunch of um, anti MLM, but it's very entertaining listening to her. She's young, um, ex-student type thing. And she does this thing on MLMs and um, she does a lot of real deep research. I think um, is this, there's someone I've seen, I think uh, I'm just trying to load it. Oh, no, not her. There was another woman that went down this path that was doing some cool stuff as well. Oh, there's a whole community of them. I followed yeah, out yeah. four of them. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, this one's pretty cool. I, I quite like that. So um, that's Boo. Um, what do I want to say? There was one other thing. Oh, did you hear about um, Apple and Google putting their 100% of their support behind uh, President Putin? They want Putin uh, to run world government, I think. Is, um, what? is this a real thing or? No, well. It is and it isn't. So what happened is the Russian uh, elections are just starting up, right? Yeah. And so the opposition party, um, because there's really only one opposition party, right, to to Putin. Yeah, yeah. And Navalny, Navalny, whatever his name is, the guy that got poisoned on the plane last year or the year before, he's in prison at the moment. He's still part of that. Um, opposition party, even though he's been put in prison, because he's put in prison because he's the opposition party. You know that's how it, that's how it rolls over there. Anyway, yeah. he um his his crew, you know the people that are on the outside of the prison, obviously put together the um quite a strong ad and and a website, and it says these are all the regions. If you don't want to uh, support Putin, these are the people you need to vote for, because the other ones are Putin lackeys. So this is a list of all the people to vote for yeah. um, as as recommended by the opposition. And so they put that in, in um, and they put ads everywhere that says, go to this website or download the app from the Apple Pay, um, Apple Store or the Google Play Store, right? Yeah. Because they knew that Putin would just shut down the website. Sure enough, Putin shuts down the website because, you know, he can do that. Of course he can. And then he got Apple and um, Google to pull it from the store. Oh. So good one, Apple and Google. Just uh, just hand the election back to Putin, you bunch of scummy technocrats. Anyway. <laughs> well, I, there I, we go. I'm, I'm quite upset about that one, to be honest with you. I, I, I can tell. <laughs> now, 
that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, we covered a bunch of stuff. Hopefully, the audio is okay. Apologies <laughs> if it isn't. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. We've had a little bit more um, issues with this one than probably any of the other ones we've had. Um, but anyway, that's cool. Um, next, that's okay. next week, we'll hopefully be able to do it in person. So that'd be good. Yeah. And that'll be even more technical problems because I'll have to remember how to hook everything up. <laughs> uh, anyway, have to, have to remember to switch the microphone on. That's right. That's right. So until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.